Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Alyssa Burgo has supported Independent Tech News Directly for five years. You could be just as cool as Alyssa. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, March 14th, 2019. In Los Angeles, I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From Oakland, California, I'm Justin Robert Young. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chen. Today, my friends, we have a packed show, lots of updates, some follow-ups, and an interesting article on Wired about why Facebook and Apple might not be monopolies, but they might still need to be trust-busted anyway. Let's start, however, with a few tech things you should know. EU Competition Commissioner Margaret Vestager told German newspaper that her commission would examine Apple's App Store following a complaint from Spotify. She said that the case would be comparable to Google. Do you like my German? <coughs> Talk to Spiegel. <laughs> Uh, Apple announced that the 2019 Worldwide Developers Conference will take place June 3rd through the 7th in San Jose. Apple's tagline for the event is write code, blow minds. Registration ends March 20th at 5 p.m. Pacific. So they want people to write code. Yeah, okay, it's a developers conference. Come on. Uh, Google will release the first developer version of the next version of Android, Android Q Beta 1, available right now. Uh, you can run it on the emulator or any of the Pixel models pretty much at google.com slash Android slash beta. The New York Times reports a grand jury in New York has subpoenaed records on data sharing deals with Facebook from at least two unnamed device makers. Facebook said it is cooperating with investigators in multiple federal probes. In a related story, longtime Facebook product manager Chris Cox and WhatsApp boss Chris Daniels are both leaving. Staying in the court system, Huawei officially pleaded not guilty to a 13-count indictment against it filed in the U.S. Federal Court of New York. Huawei is charged with bank and wire fraud, violating sanctions against Iran and obstructing justice. And finally, Dropbox now restricts its free users to three connected devices at a time. If you're an existing free user and you have more than three devices, you can keep them all. You just can't add any more. Paid plans, however, allow unlimited devices. So Dropbox just wants your money. That's what that's about. All right, let's talk a little bit about a cool announcement from Microsoft. Indeed, Microsoft announced a cross-platform mobile SDK for game developers to let them bring Xbox Live functions to games on Android and iOS. Achievements, gamer score, 
Hero stats, friend lists, clubs, and even some family settings will be available. Developers who implement Xbox Live into mobile games can choose which parts to implement, though a Microsoft account login will be required for the user. So this is Microsoft uh, pushing its cloud uh, agenda uh, into the the gaming space more. Uh, we're going we're going to see them doing this all over the place. We're seeing them doing it in Office, uh, in the enterprise, and it's no surprise to see them doing it in Xbox. Saying, "Hey, we don't care what game you're playing. We don't care what device you're playing it on. But we would like to be the company that's providing a cloud service to that game. Whether it's logging into shared space uh, and keeping track of your gamer score and your achievements. And so the way to do that is to get developers to to use Xbox Live instead of say Game Center uh, as the way to connect all these players." across platforms. Am I the only person who thinks it's odd that Xbox as a sort of lifestyle and Xbox as a console are two different things and the name is a little bit strange? It, it's no. like ESPN, right? Uh, Microsoft wants you to stop thinking about the box part of Xbox. Uh, yeah. Xbox is no longer a thing. Well, but how can I when it's, it's a service? You'll get yeah. used to it, Sarah. All Xbox right, yeah. d- just means gaming wherever you are. As long as it's fun, it's Xbox. That's my Although, I mean, th- this is a fairly fundamental shift in, in, yeah. in this model. So you, you, there is a confusion there uh, of like, well, haven't you only made decisions that were fundamentally based on everybody buying one four to five hundred dollar piece of hardware when you add in all the different peripherals every few years and now that that first got turned on its head in in their incremental models that would come out and now the full embrace of mobile uh is is here they they want to figure out what is xbox's place on your phone and this is their solution microsoft studio games have had xbox live in mobile on ios and android up now but that was more like well it's but it's a microsoft game okay i guess i get that so it's bits and pieces they've been taking steps to say oh you can play your xbox game streaming to your pc or your pc game streaming to your xbox or guess what now you can do it a little bit with microsoft studio games on mobile now you can do it with any game on mobile if the developer implements it so bit by bit microsoft saying we don't want to be tied down to hardware sales for our bottom line uh we want to be able to be uh, charging people for azure cloud development basically yeah, yeah. softbank backed neuro launched autonomous grocery delivery in a small area in scottsdale arizona back last august we talked about it on the show you might remember that it's now expanding to four zip codes in houston texas as it did in scottsdale neuro will start with self-driving priuses with human drivers on board then a few months later if all's going well deploy its fully autonomous r1 delivery bots that have no safety driver at all they're on their own. Neuro has been operating the R1s in Scottsdale for three months. Yeah, I think this is undercovered, to be honest. Uh, it, it, they, are, they are operating uh, autonomous cars. And, and granted, this is not unlimited, fully autonomous everywhere. Uh, they're within a, a small region close to Kroger stores. It's in partnership with Kroger. Uh, mm-hmm. But the f- fact that it's gone from, all right, we tried the fully autonomous cars in Scottsdale and we didn't have anything go horribly wrong. Let's move it on to Houston well, to these, a little bit are- of a bigger area, I think is, is significant. These are the bots, right? The the little the little pods that roll. They're they- they're bigger. They're bigger than they they and they roll on roads. Uh, they they roll on yeah. regular old roads, not on sidewalks. I love. I I would love to know what goes into deciding 
your next uh, test city. I, Scottsdale and Houston both strike me as relatively flat, so mm. that probably works well <laughs> for a test like this. First but, step, but, flat. Yeah, yeah, but it, you know, it's, it's wide freeway. Yeah, it's it's. I I, I assume Houston. There's more to it than that. Well, uh, there's no, there, these are definitely not going on freeways. These are only going on on surface streets near <laughs> the grocery store. And my guess is For that now. they're fairly uncomplicated neighborhoods to navigate. And that's exactly. Sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. Wide, wide boulevards. Uh, but they they want to eventually expand beyond groceries. They they want to do things like oh it'll it'll deliver your dry cleaning to you or even they keep bringing this one up and I'm not sure how many people need it. Uh, you left something at your friend's house uh, and you don't want to have to go back to get it. Your friend can have a neurobot uh, come by and pick it up and take it to you. Well, because they want to they want to break into that market. They they want to break into the oh just get a neuro. Yeah yeah just send it to me by neuro. It's fine. Yeah just yeah. neuro it. <laughs> Uh, hey, people had trouble accessing Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram for large parts of the day Wednesday. Uh, Facebook announced the troubles were caused by a server configuration change. Uh, the last time Facebook had an outage was back in November. That was attributed to a routine test. Meanwhile, Telegram announced it added 3 million new users in a 24-hour period yesterday. I found out about this Facebook outage not by using Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram and being frustrated because I couldn't use it, but by seeing headlines about it. I, I never personally ran in. I even checked Instagram yesterday. I don't think I ever used Facebook yesterday. Uh, but I, I never ran into an instance where this impacted me. So I, did, I mentioned that on Twitter. I said, I'm probably the exception. Granted, it's unscientific, but most of the people who responded to me either said, yeah, it didn't bother me either, or, oh, it affected me, but I didn't get upset about it. Yeah, I had a problem accessing Instagram in the morning and I thought, hmm, I wonder if it's down. And sure enough that a lot of people were talking about it on Twitter uh, as they do. Mm-hmm. Hey, Instagram's down. What are we going to do? Ah, you know, the company's failing. But uh, besides that, yeah, I, I, I sort of went, went on with my day because outages tend to happen. Uh, not that often. I mean, it's, it's obviously Facebook going down for the better part of 24 hours or at least being intermittently down. Yeah, they're is- saying around 14 hours that, that it was out. Yeah, so you know, it's, it's, I, you know, a lot of people are affected, but it's it's yeah, the sort of breathless reporting about it is kind of like, all right, well, it'll come back up, and and then what? Well, yeah, it, this kind of felt more like a mini version of one of those AWS outages uh, mm-hmm. stories where a, a bunch of different things go down, and you realize that the foundation of the internet are, are built on uh, a few different server machines, uh, but. It really just reminded me of of back in the day. I, I just remember I, I longed for my youth and the fail whale. Oh. And, uh, everybody, uh, I missed the fail whale. I know yeah. Twitter being down there. for everyone or just me dot com. Exactly. Well, that that is actually still really useful. I love that. <laughs> that, 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 is, uh, that is there. There, there is a fundamental psychology to that site that I think <laughs> reveals the human condition. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do uh, want to note that we generally don't cover outages on this show because generally they're over by the time we cover them. Uh, they generally have no lasting impact. And uh, honestly, uh, they're not that interesting. Uh, tech companies have outages all the time. Uh, it's n- not a big deal. Even with five nines availability, yeah, I still have that small percentage where it's not online. So really the only reason I wanted to talk about this was Telegram adding 3 million new users, which seems like an overreaction from people, but maybe it has to do with all the privacy scandals on top of it. Uh, and, and the fact that most people I talked to weren't really upset 
about the outage, despite what the headlines were telling them to think. Valve announced it's expanding its Steam Link game streaming feature. With Steam Link Anywhere, you'll not only be able to stream your games in your home network, but anywhere that there's an internet connection. Android, Raspberry Pi, and the discontinued Steam Link hardware all work with Steam Link Anywhere. Uh, we take what I said about Microsoft. You can apply it to Valve now, trying to get into that cloud game, although they don't have an Azure business uh, behind them. But, but trying to say, we need to make sure we stay ahead of discord amazon google all these other people who are getting into our space of providing access to your video games and uh, create kind of a diy roll your own cloud service here uh yeah this is uh this this is definitely an interesting play for uh for for, for valve here um but yeah it, it seems like a logical ex- extension of we want to be the place that you go to 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 keep your games and if that means uh, providing you access to them on other platforms so you don't go subscribe to a streaming service from Sony or Google uh we'll we'll make it easy for you to do that although it's not a game streaming service you still have to buy it and put it on your PC Yeah uh, they so- they're just going to make it easier for you to access it Yeah yeah One of the trends in robotics these days is something called soft robotics, which to oversimplify means using softer materials, not hard metallic pincers uh, and such. Uh, In the soft robotics space, a team led by Daniela Roos at MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory, or CSAIL for short, has developed a robot gripper that can lift 100 times its own weight. The gripper is a skeleton shaped like a starfish covered in a loose rubber skin. And it's that rubber skin that makes it a soft robot. So you pump gas in or out of the rubber enclosure. That causes the device to open and close, kind of like a flower. And it can pick up delicate objects like bottles without harming them while still maintaining a firm grip. That's hard for hard robotics. It's difficult for hard robotics to do. Uh, This new soft robot can also handle irregularly shaped objects. That's something soft robots are good at. Roos thinks her gripper is better than previous soft robot models. And there have been lots of these. They work like tentacles or beanbags, etc., because this sort of starfish shape can approach items from a variety of angles. uh, And that origami-like skeleton has strength... Uh, beyond what a lot of other soft robots have while still having the flexibility of the soft robotics. So an interesting advance in in making soft robotics not just good at the agility part, which is always what they have, have been better at than, than harder robots, uh, but having the strength to pick up heavier objects too. A hundred times its own weight. Although it doesn't weigh that much. So. <laughs> but it can still pick up an though. apple. That's good. Yeah. It it's, weighs it's, the weight of a penny. Uh, uh, this is pretty cool. And it also just looks, uh, uh, it looks like it works, which I think is a very dumb commentary, <laughs> but it, it definitely like, has this, like, I could definitely see this being a, 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 a part of like a factory or, or, or some kind of robotics area where you just need to make sure that there's a delicate lifting of a thing that gets put into another thing. Yeah. The, the one in the video that impressed me the most was when it picked up the drill, right? Cause that, that, that's kind of a hefty thing. Uh, yeah. and, and, and it was able to just grab the drill by the handle. Now, granted, it's not necessarily going to manipulate it easily, but just showing that the amount of weight that it could handle, I thought was pretty impressive. Uh, soft robotics though, that's one of those terms that if you, you know, one of the things people tell us they like about daily tech news show is they feel up to date. Uh, and, and when someone mentions something, they can say, oh yeah, I've heard about that. Soft robotics is one of those. And this is one of those advances in soft agriculture. Robotics. 
if 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 they can make it uh, in a way that supports agriculture, it's going to be huge. How for picking for harvesting? Picking, yes. Mm, okay, agriculture is not a buzzword uh, that will no. make you sound smarter, but uh, I, I get what you're saying, Roger. Oh, so you're saying that we're not going to hear the rise of the soft ag robots? <laughs> <laughs> I we might. It's, when you see Davis changes this uh, mascot to a soft robot, robot, yeah, then you know, then you know it's, it's, it's yeah. All you know, I mostly make my money in soft ag. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest though; that now that I understand why you're saying agriculture, that that is a really good point. Uh, you know, the the ability for soft robotics to do that delicate work, uh, which yeah. you know, picking is you need force, but you need to be gentle, or else you'll ruin the thing you're picking. Also, Fabergé egg manufacturing. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. All right. Let's talk about a column published on Wired.com by writer and former Facebook product manager Antonio Garcia Martinez, arguing that Facebook and other tech companies are not monopolies. They're monopsonies. M-O-N-O-P-S-O-N-Y. Monopsony. A monopoly as we probably all know, is when one seller or producer dominates a market. I make the thing, I make most of the things, and so you kind of have to come to me to get it. A monopsony, a monopsony, is where one buyer dominates the market. For instance, let's say there's a situation with a bunch of local sellers of lumber, but only one construction company buying wood. That construction company would be able to dictate the price of lumber. By saying, hey, I'm, I'm your only customer for wood. Uh, I'm going to say I won't buy it unless you charge me this much. Construction company would be a monopsony. Uh, another more relevant example in the real world is Walmart is often called a monopsony because it can dominate the purchase of wholesale goods uh, for retail. So much so that it often can dictate prices. Amazon, too, sometimes can operate as a monopsony, and that's where you see where Garcia Martinez is going. Remember, a monopsony doesn't mean that it is a it is dictating the buying for the consumer. It's usually the wholesale space. So I'm the one who buys all the stuff and then sells it to the consumer is what Walmart does, but that could still be a monopsony. Garcia Martinez points out that Facebook doesn't produce any media. It's not a producer. Airbnb doesn't own any hotel rooms. Uber doesn't own any taxis. However, Airbnb does aggregate the demand for lodgings. So it acts as a wholesale to a large number of people who want to buy uh, places to stay. Uber does this for rides. Facebook does this with attention. U.S. antitrust law is ill-equipped to address monopsonies because it focuses on pricing and consumer harm. And if you're a monopsony buyer like Walmart... Uh, there is no consumer harm as far as U.S. law goes because the prices are low for everybody, but there is harm to the manufacturers of the goods that the wholesaler is buying. Uh, Garcia Martinez argues that the FTC should shift to evaluating the lack of consumer benefit rather than looking for consumer harm. In other words, it's not that the prices are high, but maybe choice goes away. Uh, or or maybe there's, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, an implication on your private data uh, that's not good, even though it's free. That's an interesting way to look at this that I had not considered before. And it, I think it not only applies to Facebook, but also applies to Apple, where you can say, hey, what's the harm to the consumer? They get all these great apps. Uh, they don't have to use iOS. They can go somewhere else. But you could definitely call Apple 
a wholesaler, although there have been court cases that said Apple's not the one selling, so they may be able to defend themselves. But that court case was in the United States, not in the European Union, if I remember correctly. So there may be more danger to Apple from this side uh, than I gave them credit for yesterday. Anyway, uh, I, I thought this was fascinating, and I, I was the first time I'd ever heard about monopsony. The, the idea's been around since the 30s. Uh, Justin, I know it was the first time you'd heard of this concept as well. What did you think of it? Previous to this, the only time that I had said the word monopsony was mispronouncing monopoly at 3 a.m. Uh, <laughs> would be a too long conversation. Uh, this is a very interesting idea, and if you do shift the burden of proof to lack of consumer benefit as opposed to consumer harm, then there you can sort of dovetail into arguments like, hey, isn't it been a while since we had another viable social network that you know, I remember uh, as Facebook overtook MySpace, uh, the, the the next thought from anybody who was uh, smart was like, well, hey, look, MySpace can get to, or Facebook can get taken over just as easily by some other competitor. That hasn't proved to be the case in well over a decade, and it doesn't look like it's going to become any more likely now. So are they monopoli- monopsonizing our attention to the point where it has uh, uh, gone past the benefit of somebody investing in something that could compete with it? Well, and attention is very, it's a very relative thing too. Uh, you know, you know, someone may have a, I mean, we call, we say we have short attention spans, you know, and, yeah. and, and other people are better at it and, and, and being able to multitask and that sort of thing. So it's hard to quantify how much attention is, you know, attention is not finite. So it's a hard argument to to make. I I don't think it's impossible, though. Uh, You know, to be a monopoly, you don't have to have 100% of the market. You just have to have a large enough amount that your competition is somewhat irrelevant. And I think you could make the argument that with Facebook, at least, you know, in the past few years, uh, their uh, demand on your attention was such that, Someone else creating a similar social network has not been able to break in. There is no other social network competing with Facebook uh, other than social networks doing different kinds of things, right? Twitter isn't doing exactly what Facebook's doing. Instagram, before it was owned by Facebook, wasn't doing the same thing that Facebook's doing. So there is no competitor to Facebook. And like you say, even though it's hard to quantify attention, I think you can show dominance in other ways. Mm -hmm. Now, the question is, even if we can draw a circle around the problem, how do we prescribe the remedy? And, and and that is where I think this argument, although very interesting, tends to fall apart in terms of it being a, a real world kind of solution. Because how do you punish a monopsony? Well, you you break it up uh, is, is, is one thing you do. If you can say li- this is literally like, you know, I, I am not saying that it's at that point. But if you can go to court and say, hey, there's the consumer benefit is being reduced in this way. And it's because there's too much control over the the demands on attention. And again, with Facebook, it wouldn't just be Facebook.com. It would be Facebook.com and Messenger and Instagram and WhatsApp. And then you can start to make a compelling case like they're dominating the attention. Then the question is, well, if if there isn't a Google out there that is in the same space, then maybe we should uh, pull these companies apart, right? And that's the the. In fact, Antonio Garcia Martinez is saying I didn't like the arguments that Senator Warren made to get there, but in the end, I might agree with her conclusion just for different reasons. 
Yeah, and 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 look, uh, last week we did a, I think we did a fairly thorough job of, of pointing out the holes in the the senator's plan. I, I do think that there are, if I were to rank the the possible future uh, uh, problems for these companies, I think Amazon probably is going to run into them before Facebook does, for largely for the reasons that Sarah just pointed out. Who says that we that we have X amount? It's not like we wake up every day with with I guess we technically probably could quantify all attention based on when we wake up to when we (laughs) sure what amount is an unhealthy enough uh, uh, a percentage so that now we are looking at it as a consumer by a a consumer product. And well, it's like Facebook companies already own. 70% 70% of all available attention, and therefore it is impossible to try and launch something in that sliver that they don't already have marked for themselves. I'll be honest. I think this might be a bigger problem for Amazon and Apple uh, than it is for Facebook because I'm sitting here as a living example of someone who virtually never uses Facebook. Uh, so I, you can get along just fine without it. Uh, and, and I, I think it's a harder argument to make for reasons that you're saying, Justin, and for what Sarah said earlier about that quantification. But if I'm Apple and I'm trying to make the argument that, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm just passing along stuff and these are just the rules of my market. Uh, you could start to make an argument that you're also acting in ways that are similar to a wholesaler. And the fact that you won't even let an app maker mention in its app, this is Spotify's contention, right? Uh, with their with their complaint in the EU. The, the fact that you won't even let us mention that we have a website where you can sign up. In fact, Apple held up a Spotify app because it was asking for people to subscribe, uh, to, to create an account. And after they created the account, there was a, an email that went out telling them how to sign up online without using the app. And Apple said, nah, that's, that's getting around our rules. We don't like that. That starts to feel like anti-competitive behavior of a monopsony who's saying we're, we're, we're setting ourselves up as the only person that you can go through to get to this marketplace. We are the only buyer. Yeah. Apple's defense there is that they're not actually buying. They're just passing along. They're not buying anything, and, and, and everybody is free to not wander into their market should they not want to. Yeah. You could probably make the argument that, well, I can't be a mobile app developer if I don't have an iOS app, so right. I, I, I have to, to scale. This is just a necessary thing that I have to do. I, I think Apple will run into more of those problems the more that they focus on them, which seems to be the way that they are uh, trying to get around slowing iPhone sales. But Amazon's the one that I still have. The, the, they have real monopoly problems. They, they have anti-competitive uh, uh, problems within their ecosystem just because they have so many different ways of selling uh, that the way that they've tried to shuffle people from one to the other is, is I think, the larger problem. Although I will say to, to Mr. Martinez, it, it, is, it is a great thought experiment. Yeah, I'm I'm still stuck on the uh, quantifying uh, attention spans. And in a world where Facebook was deemed a monopsony and needed to be broken up, it's like, well, okay, how do you break something up so it's it's demanding less of my attention? A countdown clock, maybe? When I'm checking checking in with all my friends? You just break up the companies. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp become separate companies. Boom. You've, you've, You've like reduced their demands on your attention by a third. Well, 
because I mean, now you, when you're going to Instagram, all of it, right? Yes, so right, right now, it's conceivable that there are plenty of people out there who are using Instagram, then going to Facebook, then talking to their friends in WhatsApp, and Facebook has a hundred percent of their communication going on. You break it up to three companies, now you got three different companies doing it. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. nothing, no more. That's simple. They would all thrive. Oh, I'm not saying they would. I'm just saying that if you want to fix that one little part, that would be yeah. one. I of mean, them. if you want to shave things off a larger company, you you certainly can. Hey, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on others at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. It's a fun group. Also a fun group on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. We should start a WhatsApp and we do have an Instagram and then we could be part of the breakup someday. <laughs> let's look at some email ted wrote in and says he's been using DuckDuckGo for years we talked about how it has become an option uh within um uh chrome uh mobile chrome he says my favorite feature is the ibang commands that let you search other websites privately from within DuckDuckGo. you can go to duckduckgo.com slash bang to learn more for example you can enter a search query like uh what is this weird rash on my face into DuckDuckGo, and it'll take you directly to Google search results page for that query. Better yet, it blocks Google and their ad partners from knowing that it's you with a weird rash on your face. Mm-hmm. As an example, this works for hundreds of popular sites across the internet from the biggest like Amazon. Or- Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Wikipedia or Twitter, just smaller niche sites as well. 
The feature stores uh, feature alone has a huge impact on my productivity by letting me search as fast as I can think. I thought that the smartest audience in the world, that's you, would get a kick out of these new superpowers. Yeah, so you use the bang G command. That's the exclamation point and the G. And then your query, and it does that cool thing with Google Search where Google doesn't know it's you, but you get the results through DuckDuckGo. And then it's bang A for Amazon, bang W for Wikipedia, bang TW for Twitter. Uh, I did not uh, know I could do this, and now I'm going to do it all the time. Thank you, Ted. Thank you. Uh, speaking of DuckDuckGo, Scott had thoughts on DuckDuckGo being added as an option to Chrome. Scott says, I'd just like to point out that Firefox has had DuckDuckGo as a baked-in option for longer than I can remember. And not only it's Firefox on mobile, quite nice, but DuckDuckGo has their own browser on Android and iOS with additional features for the privacy conscious. I bet Scott knows about the bank, man. It would behoove somebody who is concerned about how Google handles their privacy and information to not use a browser made by Google, regardless of what search engine is their default. Wink, wink. In fact, privacy combined with the better performance of Firefox over Chrome is why we distribute it as the default browser to our 1,500 plus employees at my enterprise. Yeah, man. Very cool, Scott. Thank you for that. Uh, Lots of Firefox fans out there. Good stuff. Wink. (laughs) <laughs> thanks ted and scott and everybody who wrote in got a lot of a lot of good uh mails in the mailbag over the last 24 hours also thanks to justin robert young for being with us today justin where can folks find what you're up to next well uh friends i, I would like permission to board your inbox uh <laughs> five days a week if uh, you want a way that you can keep in touch with politics but not uh, want to tear your hair out uh then i would suggest you sign up for our free political newsletter at freepoliticalnewsletter.com uh five days a week five stories a day mostly gifts some hot hot takes and every once in a while uh, uh some feedback or an opinion piece it's a very quick read right tom you, you're you're a subscriber to free political. i love it uh it comes into my inbox i feel smarter and more updated after every issue uh, so go ahead and check that out. It's free, freepoliticalnewsletter.com. Uh, folks, don't forget to support this show, too, by becoming a member. Uh, did you know that five years ago, Tim Berners-Lee wrote another post about the anniversary of the web targeting government surveillance? Well, you would if you were a co-executive producer or above and got our flashback episode in your Patreon RSS feed. That's right. Every month, Sarah, Roger, and I, and sometimes Scott Johnson, uh, will look back at the old stuff. The, the things that happened in the past uh, by just looking at the old Daily Tech News show rundown from five years ago and looking for interesting stories. That is just one of the many benefits you can find by becoming a member at patreon.com slash DTNS. Do you have feedback for us? Well, guess what? We've got a place to send it. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We are also live Monday through Friday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. And you can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Patrick Norton and Len Peralta. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful 
you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 